0: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this weekly episode of the original Flats and Shanks podcast series three. Yeah, OGs. OGs are back. We're back. We're back, and I think you can tell by our voices, we're happy. Yeah. Well, I am anyway. Upbeat, aren't we? And I've just arrived back, you know, talking like a couple of hours ago uh, via BA. Thank you, BA, for getting us back safely or getting me back safely. Yeah. Um, we're in Flatiron Square. So if you're back from where, of Tommy, of... tell them, just in case. Japan.
2: Japan. Yeah, so um, I came back a couple of days earlier than Tommy for work stuff.
1: Uh, I like TV commitments. I yes. Say. Yeah, it was that. Um, I've got a taxi straight to Flat Iron Square, so that's what you can hear the hustle and bustle behind is a couple of ladies enjoying a very loud drink. A little bottle of champers, why find not? Them finding both of themselves very funny. Why not? Yeah, why not? Relax. Are you tired, mate? Tuesday, a little bit, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, you can be honest with me. Um, I'm a little bit, yeah. I mean, I didn't sleep that well. Yeah. I did have an emergency exit seat, so my legs could go flat, but... When you're a big bloke, and I'm no way as big as you, it's not comfy sitting on a seat. Nope. You've got nowhere to put anything. Nope. It's even hard work just trying to put a seatbelt on. Yep. It's rubbish. So, I watched a couple of good movies. First time I've seen *The Star Is Born. Brilliant film. Yeah. I had a little tear in my eye, especially when Bradley Cooper says to his brother that it was him that he idolised idolized and not his dad. Yeah. <sighs>
2: he's the guy from Roadhouse's brother isn't he yes with Swayze
1: yes it is he's been loads of other things yeah yeah he's been about great how, he's how good is Bradley Cooper in that film amazing I've only really seen him I think in comedies which is yeah. amazing in. God, he was good. even Lady Gaga yeah brilliant what beautiful girl she is it's, you oh, know yeah. you don't often see her without makeup on I know she's got makeup on in the film but naturally looking
2: yeah beautiful um, and yeah. there's a couple and of
1: so yeah, that's what I meant, talented. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, then new scenes? I can't remember, though. If they show those
2: on planes today? Yeah. So I always think if it's a really major film, like Green Book was on the flight on the way, on the way back, and I was like, I'm not
1: going to watch that because apparently it's so good, I want to watch it at the cinema. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I watched a lot of things. I watched Player One Ready. I think that, that's what it's called, a Steven Spielberg film as well. Yeah. Um, and that's really good. What's that's that about? A, that's about... Um, gamers. Gamers. Oh, is it really? In the, yes. That was, that was a joke. All right. In the future. So it's set in the future, but gamers and it's all about sort of virtual reality and how that's sort of taken over. Yeah. And the guy who created this world, this Oasis, has died. And they have to, he's left a few clues to find and whoever whoever controls whoever finds those clues sort of controls the Oasis. Oh right, okay. A bit like Minecraft, the Oasis is you know, it's a different got you. It's a different world. And yeah. And everyone, and you can buy for thing. You can you collect coins, and okay, you know, it's, it's how the future is probably going to be. Probably going to be, yeah.
2: Okay, fine. Okay, fine.
1: So your flight was all right. I'm glad to be back. Yes. How have you been without me for the last few days? Invigorated.
2: Um I've been okay, fella. Um, not not much jet lag on the reverse. Horrendous jet lag over there, like we both had. Yeah. Horrendous. Back home. Woke up at four AM the first night, and then seven AM today, or six thirty AM. But woken
1: up by the girls, so kids. That is. I don't want to talk too much about what we did when you left because we'll save that for the ITV podcast. But was it any? Was it worse when and I? If left? you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to that yet, get on to that.
2: Was it worse when I left?
1: Um, let's just say some stuff went down. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It was a big group fight. Oh, quality! No, there wasn't. Oh. Um, so oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but we'll talk more about Japan and how it improved
2: after I left on the Sunday. Oh, brilliant! So one thing we need to talk about is escape at Danamora.
1: Did you like? Not finished yet. Are Did you? Li- li- are you enjoying?
2: Like a lot. Good. Um, love Benicio del Toro.
1: Love him. That's so good. I love. I love how he shaves his sideburns in it as well. It looks wicked. Really high. It looks, yeah, it looks wicked. Like, it looks awful, but it looks perfect like for prison. Like Smithers from The Simpsons. Yeah.
2: It looks perfect for prison, but really, really good. And, oh yeah, I'm not done yet. Patricia Arquette's brilliant in it. So good. And also, I want to be appropriate, but there are some odd, there are some unusual sex scenes in it, aren't there? Yeah. They're not the usual ones you'd find in a film. No. Um, but
1: you like him, I know you do. Um, well i l- i don't mind them when you say don't mind them you you like them enough to come over with your ipad on the bus and show me that you were watching it and give that's me a big right. thumbs up
2: that's right because <laughs> <laughs> basically Shanks was like you got to start watching that escape War and we're in japan as it goes oh brilliant sex scene at the start (laughs) (laughs) Shanks is watching something else with his headphones and I tapped him on the shoulder and he saw the scene I was on and I was like it's brilliant
1: (laughs) you've got to watch Das Boot okay Das Boot I've got it I've got it downloaded mate well done Um, yeah how's the rugby been then over the weekend Um, good question that Benetton won again what they beat Edinburgh I know which is very good for Benetton now at the moment there is um, a random live band playing. There's in the a there's a, no, there's a random Gareth Thomas video being shown. It's his video. oh, is that, It's his Guinness. It's video, his Guinness it? video about breaking down the barriers. Oh yeah, yeah, it's an amazing video. He's an amazing bloke, and we're interviewing him tonight um, at Flower Square. So yeah. can't wait for that. He's always fun to
2: be around. So if you, by the way, if if the you know if you're hearing a bit of background noise, it's because we, we're not. Look, we are here through choice, but we had to do the podcast here because Shanks has just landed from Japan like hours ago, hasn't gone home yet, and all that sort of stuff. And I was in London, and it just has to be done, and we won't we won't get it out. But you like these rough and ready ones, don't you? Yeah, we're just too busy. Um, and this and week, we're up can't. for it.
1: We're up for it. We're not in Japan.
2: Blimmin' right, we are. Blimmin' right, we're up for it.
1: Yeah. So Benetton one uh, now, massive, massive hoo-ha going on in Welsh rugby at the moment. The talk, there's I all know. this talk now about. Uh, the Ospreys joining the Scarlets, so basically, flats, We can't afford four regions at the moment. Yeah. Um, there was talk of Dragons going up to North Wales. Yeah. Possibly. That's a big leap, isn't it? That's a big leap. But players will go if it means you're going to work and you're going to get decent money to work. They will go. Of course they will. It's like but will any in life. fans go? Like up there? anything, like yeah, that there, there is a want for rugby in North Wales. Yeah, undoubtedly. So the fans will go there. It'd be tough for the fans that support the clubs. The Ospreys and the Scarlets. Really tough. Down West Wales, really tough. But there will be support up in North Wales. That, that is guaranteed. But, you know, we went to four regions, five regions actually in 2003. So that's when regional rugby was set up. Yeah. And now we're having a shift again because... It not really you know, work. We, we couldn't afford, in, in Welsh rugby, we couldn't afford the teams as it was in the premiership. So your if your niece, you know... Yeah. Uh, Pontypries, all these teams ever felt. So now we're going into looks what looks like it's going to be three regions. So, Newport, Cardiff and um, whatever that Scarlet's, Ospreys are going to be. Scar-sprays. Mm. Ospreys. Mm. Which is going to be a nightmare for fans. Nightmare for fans and players because there'll be players that are being contracted now which won't get a contract. Why is it those two regions they've chosen to merge? Do you know? Well, this isn't uh this isn't from the WIU. this is from the regions themselves. So they've come together and proposed it between them. Right. So they've gone to the WIU yeah. and said, Look, okay, we're not sustainable as we are. We've had chats, we potentially want to merge. This is where it's come about. Um now the WIU will get a lot of flack for this, undoubtedly, because yeah, of course they will. That is the top of the tree really. Um but what people have to remember is the regions propose this. Yeah, interesting on that. Um, here, a couple of questions for you.
2: Firstly, the timing of this announcement. It comes in the middle of the Six Nations when there's Wales are going for a Grand Slam. Surely this cannot help the Scarlets and Ospreys players within that squad. It
1: can't help them, surely. That is the, could they not have waited a couple of weeks? I, it can't help them, but they'll... They're, are at the top of their game, aren't they? They're playing for their their country, so they're not going to struggle for work. They're not going to struggle to find a club or a region to pick them up because yeah, they'll be the, all right. They're the lads that will be all right. They're the, they're the best of the best. Yeah, love that film in Wales. It's it's their friends. I can't it? fight
2: it, Tehan. It's <laughs> that's Julie Roberts' brother. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. It? Yeah, it's their Robert. teammates, mm.
1: which are the ones that are gonna, which you know is going to affect them. Their mates, who they see every day. Yeah. In their clubs, and they are going to worry about them. Another you know, question for you. Yeah,
2: it's a bit of a gamble, right? So who, they don't know how players don't know how it'll work out. No one knows how it'll work nope. out. So what about, you know, let's just say you've got a think of a think of someone else, uh, Scott Williams. Yes. And 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 you've got Foneteer at Ospreys or something, and it's like right, Scott Williams gets offered a ton of money to go and play for Leicester Tigers or to go and play for Racing 92. Yes. Actually, is there a chance that this move could lead to another dose, another sort of spell of player drain, because the lads want certainty, They
1: and actually it's like, do you know well, what, this could be awful. I think at the moment, I think if this does go ahead, I think Gatland's Law, which is, means 60 caps and over, you can be selected for Wales and play outside of Wales. I think they might have to look at that. Because we are reshaping and restructuring Welsh rugby, so
2: so reduce that number of caps. I, I
1: don't know. I think, I think maybe throw out the window once this region. Well, well, I don't know. Actually, I wouldn't say throw out the window because I want players playing in Wales. But I think that there has to be a crossover period because players who are currently contracted at a region might not. Get um, get work in Wales mm. once you know with two regions going into one. So I think that has to be a little bit of understanding there from this law. So yeah. I'm not saying abolish it. I don't mean that. I mean uh, you might just have to sort of relax it. To relax it for six months or a year until people find yeah you know, where they're jobs. Be. I suppose yeah. Uh, but look, this is all this is all coming out really quick. So it's quite hard to have a, a real valid opinion on it at the moment. Yeah. Well, I think we'll see more uh, more information be drip fed through. Hopefully after March the 16th because yeah. you don't want it to affect players but then those who aren't playing international rugby will want to know as soon as possible won't they yes yeah, so you're right they will you know, yeah. where they got dropped so um, I mean in a sure in, in a couple of weeks time we'll have pl- uh, far more information on it and form a far better opinion but that's what's going on and there's this there's a lot of
2: hoo-ha about World Rugby's proposed sort of Global League yep. Bobby, but and ruling out the Pacific Islands and that sort of stuff, but actually, I think I, th- I feel like a lot of people might have jumped the gun on that and assumed and decided that World Rugby were going to absolutely rifle and you know destroy the Pacific Pacific Islands. Nothing. It's like, hang on a minute, that that's actually. I think Brett has come out and said it's actually not part of our plan at all. Like, yeah. we haven't we haven't finalised it at all yet, and we're we're certainly not looking to do that. Why would we do that? So I think some people have got understandably offended but I think they've got a bit
1: offended before the information's actually come out also rugby is professional now Okay, we know that, it's been professional for a long time if you want to join a proposed league like this you have to bring something to the party there has to be a commercial benefit that you're bringing whether it's TV rights whether it's sponsorship deals, something Mm. Um, and Suppose when you look at the teams coming in that that's why Italy are still in the Six Nations because of the TV revenue they generate right. um, yeah. from showing the games yeah. the commercial reasons so you know will Georgia provide that same amount of, yeah. of money it's a professional game yeah you know it, it is that's just the way it is now so are Georgia going to provide the same amount of money commercially yeah. that Italy bring to the Six Nations and if they do
2: they're a viable option if they if don't they, they're not yeah
1: and I, one would think at the moment they probably wouldn't mm. now that is That's speculation again, but I can't see it personally. Anyway, politics, eh? Oh, mad, isn't it? I watched Alan Partridge last night. Oh, I've not seen it. Yeah. El Desperado to see it. It's uncomfortable. I watched on the plane the first two episodes of I'm Alan Partridge Series 1. Did you? Yeah. Was it good? It's just phenomenal. It's when he goes out on a date with Lynn. He was on a date with her? No, not Lynn uh Lindsay's um pa he goes on a date with one of his staff from pear tree productions oh yeah and it's it uh, gets all a chocolate mousse yeah like the a, balance it's a skirting ball around the bed <laughs> <laughs> Got your 12 inch plate alan yes
2: oh yeah and yeah. The, this new show is uncomfortable oh good i like that uncomfortable there's this brilliant i won't ruin it for you It's a brilliant bit where he's so he's standing in for a he's hosting a tv show it's like richard and judy type thing yeah and he's standing, he's interviewing someone on a like a satellite link, and every question he's he's like trying to be. Every question he gets wrong, so she's basically like, and he he's, he'll say things like, you know, so this is actually this is a whatever it is kind of issue, isn't it? Isn't it? She'll say no, no. He goes, well, this is catastrophic for the you know, Welsh government, isn't it? No, it's not. It's the opposite. It's really good for them. I mean, they won't want to do it, will they? Because of the revenue. No, the revenue will actually go up and he's just getting everything oh, wrong. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> then,
1: he, then he tries to score a win at the end. I won't ruin it for you, but it's brilliant. I can't wait. It it's was very, just, very clever. He's just He is amazing, but he's like Ricky Gervaiso, isn't it? He'll always be known. Ricky Gervaiso will always be known as Brent. Yeah. Steve Coogan will always be known as Partridge. You can't escape it.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the way he delivers and stays in that character. But it's stuff like, you'll watch it and you'll see it. The facial expressions,
1: yep. the physical movements are genius. Well, I listened to his book, I Partridge. Now, oh, it's brilliant. You can read it, you can buy it in a shop, yep. but trust me, it's far better narrated by the man himself. It's so good. It's like Total Recall, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. autobiography. He narrates the first bit himself. Oh, does he? And it's, I love it. Yeah. It's just his voice is so recognisable. But
2: a lot of, Alan, a lot of Alan Partridge's brilliance is the emphasis he puts on certain words. Yes, and it's you know with eight million litres of water. Yeah,
1: you know I have just, been reading since the age of one and a half. <laughs> be it picture books. He's genius. Yeah, he <laughs> but is better, but good. better than that. Yeah. Um, anything stand yep. out for you, rugby? Rugby, look, I am
2: looking. Where was I at the weekend? I was in Newcastle, and I watched Newcastle comfortably beat uh, Worcester. Are they staying up? Oh, Tommy. How could they do so well last year? And then this year... Tommy, fine margins, mate. Fine margins, yeah. Um, do you know who's going down? Don't know, because Bristol beat Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, Gloucester were really poor in the first half, but, jeez, Bristol play some rugby boy. Where they play. Piatow, special. Luke Morahan, special player. Too many holes left, frankly, for, you know, for the Bristol attack, but, geez, those guys play. And they... John Arforo did an interview after the game and he, you know, from a as a pundit, he got it bang right. He said, you know, we just made fewer mistakes yes. in attack in the midfield because the last couple of weeks we've made mistakes and left ourselves open. And he's dead right because they are bang open. Like they have the last couple of weeks. They've just been, as soon as they drop a ball in midfield and someone else, an opposition player picks it up, they are toast because there's no one there. So way, way better. Um, Leicester, I think, got lucky at Welford Road because B.O. Alley
1: scored, I think. Wasps are in a bit of a pickle at the moment. Can't seem to get themselves out of it, really.
2: Yeah, but they, they, you know, I think they they didn't win that game, but I think they effectively won that game, you know. And
1: Mate, that was a massive noise you're just making then. Oh, when sorry. Moving.
2: Oh, sorry, everyone. Um, but they they basically did enough. But you know, it's actually you talk amongst yourself, Shanks, because I've actually got a, I've got a message from JP Doyle who actually refereed that game because I oh, said something on the highlights show.
1: Have you been ripping into him? Um, No, I haven't, not at all. Scarlet's beat Munster, massive win there for Wayne Pivak. Here's an interesting one. Hang on, by the way, on that, because people are interested in this. Lee Halfpenny is back.
2: Uh, Read the the question, because basically, J.P. Doyle asked the question, try yes or no. And if it said any reason I can't award the try, you feel like it would have been given. But he's just said, read the try question. I can only ask any reason why I can't award if I've seen a grounding. And I duck and dove everywhere and couldn't see it apart from when it was basically landed short. So I have to ask, try yes or no. And it does feel unfair not to be allowed to give the attacking scrum. So that's quite interesting. So J.P. Doyle effectively had no choice but to ask that question. Interesting, that. Why would you call your son J.P.? Well, I wonder if he's called like
1: Jean-Paul. Yeah, no, well, I, yeah. But I, want, I wonder if... But why, how's, why is he adopted jp oh god i don't know let's find out dl flatman doesn't work does it
2: tgl no. tgl shanklin tgls tgls you've got llewellyn oh, i got that tg, TG. oh TG. yeah yeah you're tired aren't you yeah <laughs> i'm not there no. <laughs> you got to get through this hour with alfie now on a stage in front of thousands of people Q and A. yeah Q and A. Twenty
1: thousand people um I know we're not really meant to speak about Six Nations, but Gareth Anscombe's picked at 10 again. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Bold move. We'll talk about that. I, I thought Bigger was a ITV. shoo-in, but, I, but you said he shouldn't be, and I think Don't you're right. Don't give too much away. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a brief one because we've got two pods a week coming out. Uh, make sure you listen and download our ITV Six Nations STV Flats and Shanks podcast because that is the podcast during this campaign where we discuss everything... Ruggers in association with
2: um, Michelle Blair, who was meant to arrive here 10 minutes ago with street food for us and
1: hasn't. So, mm. up yours. Uppercut for Michelle. Yeah.
2: Hey, cheers, everyone.
0: Ta-ra. Bye.